this hunk of matter called man carries within himself an intellectual superman, the innate. This hunk of matter called man also carries within himself an educated or baby by comparison, which begins zero at birth and accumulates whatever capable of absorbing, correlating, digesting, some more, others less, some little, others much. Two thinking mentalities are at work. One works 24 hours a day. The other sleeps approximately eight to 10 hours a day. The superconscious giant mind works within us and for the benefit of the baby mind. Conscious or baby mind is worked upon and with by the superconscious mind. The giant mind works with baby mind to get baby mind to work with giant mind, but reverse is never true. <clears throat> One thing is certain giant mind will never become baby mind. One thing is hopeful, baby mind might someday reach the heights of giant mind. Whenever such does happen, genius is in our midst. Genius is interpreted by the baby mind, being natural as interpreted by the giant mind. So <clears throat> when I read this uh, yesterday, I had to talk to you about it. Something very like apropos occurred um, a few hours after I read this. So I have this one patient why the, the mom became a patient when she was pregnant with this little one. And now this little one is eight or nine years old. Uh, and she says she's been coming to me for her whole life. Uh, even before you know, her whole life started, she's been coming, so mom has been coming forever. So it was, she comes up to me yesterday and she, she is making this, this folding thing and then she, like puffs into it and she says, look at this Dr. Rubin, you know what this is? And I said, no. She said, this is an origami paper balloon. She said, I made it for you. So she gave it to me and um, I was so excited because I love different things like this. And I said, you know, I, I have no idea how you made this because I can't even figure, I, I'm afraid to undo this because I've never really put it back together. Um, and then she said, and I have a question for you. She said, I've been meaning to ask this, I keep on forgetting. She said, you know, my mom and I, we went to this lights of something or other, like where you work, like, you know, where you teach, there's this like lights thing around Christmas time? I said, yeah. And she said, so we were walking around your, your, your campus where you teach, and we saw this paperclip thing. And um, what does that paperclip mean? Can you tell me? And I said, sure. She said, well, actually, before you tell me, let me tell you what I think it means. I said, okay. And she said, um, well, you know, when the paper clip is open like this, it means that the person is out of alignment, right? So what a chiropractor does is a chiropractor does this to the paper clip and makes the person in alignment, and then they're going to work better. Is that pretty much right? And I'm like, just standing with my mouth open, like, you explain that better than probably most chiropractors can explain And she's eight or nine years old. Um, but this is what happens when you have someone who's been getting adjusted their whole life and they like chiropractic is what they do, right? Right, so, so like when she graduates from high school and she goes to college, you know what she's gonna ask me before she goes away to wherever she goes? Can you refer me to a chiropractor? I'm going to such and such a school. I'm going to Auburn, I'm going to Clemson. I'm going to UGA. Do you have a chiropractor around there that I can go to? Because you know that's what's going to happen. And then, you know, on, some, on Thanksgiving break and summer break, I should come back and should get adjusted, you know, in my office. And then what's going to happen 
is she'll graduate and then she'll go get her degree, her master's, or maybe she'll become a chiropractor, but she'll go somewhere and she'll say, hey, you know, I'm going to you know, Duke to get my PhD in something or other. Do you have a chiropractor up by Duke? Uh, and I'll find a chiropractor for her there. And then when she like, decides to settle down somewhere, I'll get a phone call about, hey, Dr. you know, I'm in you know, San Diego working for Google or something. Uh, and could you give me a chiropractor? That's just what happens, right? Because I've seen this happen over and over and over again. Because they, when you grow up in chiropractic, it becomes what you do. Like coming to see our office weekly is just so commonplace for a kid like that. She owns chiropractic. Whether she ever becomes a chiropractor or not is, I would love to see it, but whether she does or not is not the important thing. The important thing is that she completely, 100% gets, not only that she needs to get adjusted, but what's gonna happen when she has kids? Of course, they're gonna get, she's gonna get adjusted to her girl brings just like mom, right, did. And then she's gonna adjust her kids. And probably, you know, her, you know, her partner and everybody that she talks to is gonna be like, you don't go to a chiropractor? Like, of course you go to a chiropractor. You, you mean you haven't been adjusted since you were a kid? My brother and I have been adjusted since we were babies, right? This is the owning of chiropractic. So how, to me, chiropractic has grown over the years and is gonna to continue to grow if we, if we only grow organically and we don't grow exponentially, which we should, but if we only grow organically, the way we're gonna to continue to grow organically is you guys are gonna to touch a whole bunch of kids and you're gonna educate them enough to be able to explain the safety thing, right? Now, I never explained that to her. I sat down her and I drew a diagram of what it really meant. I said, but I really like your concept better because it was so clear and so easy to explain that could you, I, how many kids who are eight years old and you show them, explain what chiropractic means here, would be able to do that? Right? She was able to say, this is out of alignment, and this is in alignment, and in alignment works better than out of alignment. Like, wow, that's amazing. But if she's got that at that age, then what's going to happen is as she gets older, she is going to tell more people, right? And that's how chiropractic is as strong as it is now, because there's a lot of people out there adjusting enough kids that this is happening. My question has, has been and has always been, because when I was sitting in your seats back in 1989, and I took this class with Dr. Larry Webster, the founder of the ICPA, he said the same thing I'm going to say right now, we're only seeing 10% of the population. Why? I can't figure this out. I cannot figure this, I cannot figure, we are like the best kept secret of healthcare. But that's a problem, isn't it? I don't want to be the best kept secret, right? Because the secret is like, go to a chiropractor. That's the secret. I don't want that. Why, why hasn't, in 33 years since I graduated, why hasn't chiropractic become like the biggest thing out there where it should be? And you know why? Because not enough people are telling the story well enough to have an eight-year-old explain it back to them. That's why. So if you can explain the chiropractic story enough times and they can tell you and come on this campus and see the safety pit that's right over there and they can explain to you what that means, right? 
That's how chiropractic is really going to grow. In not just talking about back pain and neck pain and, and how do you feel today on a scale of 1 to 10. That's not chiropractic. That is not chiropractic. Right? What, we, what I am aspiring to do is to make you guys understand how important the message is. Not just for you and your office, but for chiropractic and humanity at large. Because the more people that we can tell and explain about chiropractic, then the more people are going to want to become part of the chiropractic lifestyle. So why is it that certain offices really succeed and certain offices don't? It's all about communication. It is not about what technique you use. It is not about what paperwork you use. It's not about how pretty your office is, you know, or how much money you dump into it before you open it up. It's not about how much staff you have. It's not about whether you use Activator or Gonstead or Network or BGI or Thompson. It's not about how much money you spend on marketing when you first open up. That's not what it's about. It is about are you explaining chiropractic to patients and are you connected to them in such a way that these little ones will create gifts for you? Right? I didn't ask for this. She just came to the office. We have this origami paper sitting there. And she just sit there and she said, how do you have origami paper? I said, well, what am I going to put And she said, oh, cool, I'm going to make you something. I can't even tell you how beautiful knowing that that's the kind of relationship I have with this little one. And to me, there's nothing more special than connecting with a child because it's not that hard to connect with an adult because you can speak you know, in their same language and see their same understanding. But when you're connecting with a younger person, that takes a lot more work. And when people tell me, like I had just someone the other day tell me, yeah, you know, my, um, my chiropractor back at home doesn't charge for kids because, so it's all free, so the adults, and, and, you know, you pay and the kids don't. I'm like, but it's so much more work. It takes a lot more work to actually deal with kids because they're so much more challenging. And every, just like every adult is different, every kid is different, but there's even a bigger myriad of differences in kids because now you're not only dealing with kids, you know, at different ages and how you interact with them, but now you're dealing with kids, like especially in my practice, you're dealing with kids with special needs. And you do not talk to them the way you talk to a neurotypical kid. So we had a new patient yesterday, her first adjustment. She's six years old and she's on the spectrum and she's a little temperamental. And I knew this coming into the, this was, we already did our first exam, but she was kind of like, like, and I go near her and she was kind of like pushing me away. So you, I have to kind of, I talked her through that adjustment, right? And we kind of played little games and I gave her things to hold so that she doesn't like move her hands and she was holding, you know, things in her hands. You got to know how to communicate with this. 
understand that is your true specialty, is your communication with your patients. The, the fact that you adjust them is super important, but the fact that you communicate to them about the adjustment and what it really means is more important. Because anybody can push a ball. Anybody, any of you, and you can train what, any of your friends and partners and loved ones, and any, just, just to push you, just train them enough to for, figure out how to push something. But to explain why and how you're doing it, so that they understand and want to keep on coming back, that's the trick. That's the trick, that's the secret sauce. That's the thing that people want to, are saying, it, I, I constantly go, go through like dynamic chiropractic or American chiropractor or, or those kind of journal thingies and magazines. And so many of them are saying, you can make $100,000 more a year by using this machine. Well, you could, if that's what chiropractic is, which it isn't. And more importantly, you can make $100,000 a year with that machine if you can communicate about that. You can buy a machine and make nothing on it and lose money if you don't know what it is and how to explain it. So having, but they lure you into thinking you buy these machines and you can build a big practice. That's not the yeah, that's not what happens. You build big practices by being a great communicator. And that's what you really need to practice, especially while you're here in clinic, right? When you're in clinic and you're with your patients, practice communication. It's not just about practicing the adjustment or the analysis. Practice the communication. Test stuff out with you. Spend an hour with them. Try different things out. What do you think of, I'm gonna try something on you today. I'm gonna talk about the safety pin. Could we mind if I, and then explain the safety pin. Take the picture of this thing over here. What do you think this means to you? And how does this relate to chiropractic? That'd be a great way to just have a conversation starter, right? One of my favorite conversation starters is I love talking about what, what's known as the four A's. I say to, especially to, to people who I know are parents, do you, any of your kids or their grandparents, any of your grandkids have any of the four A's? What are the four A's, do you know? What are the four A's? Autism, ADHD, allergies, asthma. One third of all American kids have one of the four A's, at least one. So you ask all your parents, any of your kids have any of the four A's? And they'll be like, four A's, what are the four A's? And you tell them, autism, ADHD, allergies, and asthma. And then you'll say, any of your kids have any of that? Of course, one out of, that one out of three kids is gonna have one. And they have like two and a half kids, you know, the average person, two and a half kids. Yeah, or if grandparents, oh yeah, one of my, my two of my kids have this, one of them has this. Well, bring them in, let's go. Let's, let's sign up for next time, right? That's how you build your practice and your communication, is asking questions and getting people to really understand what it is that we do.